Welcome to the Purpose Podcast. Brought to you by Pinkbox Purpose. I'm Heather. I'm Jenny. I'm Michelle. And I'm Bethany. The four of us have been studying the Bible together and learning how to apply it to our lives on a daily basis. Join us on this journey through the Bible. We promise a lot of laughs along the way. Hey everybody, welcome. Thanks for joining us. We are covering Exodus 32 through 40 today and we're calling this one, Why is your calf yellow? Yeah, why is it yellow? This is made of gold. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we're starting off here with 32, which was the breaking of the law and the golden calf. And this one's pretty intense because it's a significant time when Moses goes up to the mountain to hear from God. And guess what the people do? They get impatient. Do you ever get impatient? Oh gosh, never. (laughs) (laughs) Does God ever test your patience? Constantly. I don't know if he's necessarily testing their patience, but in the scripture it actually says, why is he taking so long? So they decide to make this golden calf. Do you remember, was he gone for, was it 60 days or how? I thought it was 40. So he's gone for 40 days, and during that time, all of the Israelites decide to, like, bring their, all their gold and jewelry, and then the and shocking part... And it's funny, because the girl, he's like, girls, bring me your earrings, and I was like, my gold earrings to make a calf? No. <laughs> yeah, I want to wear those. <laughs> yeah, but they bring them <laughs> the freely, and the leader of this whole thing is Aaron, yeah. Moses' brother, so... Which is, like... Who spoke for Moses? Oh, it's messed it's, up. It's crazy how quickly Moses was influenced by the people to make this decision. Aaron. I mean, yeah, Aaron. Yes. But is it that it's just crazy that yeah. our influences around us can take us away from what actually, oh. like, sh- our sight should be on? Yes, that's a really good point. The golden calf was known as an idol, and mm-hmm. so let's talk about our idols. Is there anything that sometimes you put in front? of worshiping God because you are focusing too much time, energy, or thought into something else may be considered an idol. Okay, this is this is a tricky one, and it's like I don't even know how to word it, but it's so crazy how my personality of wanting to please others, I also feel that way with God, and I know I shouldn't, but what's crazy is when I'm reading scripture and how I should be, I actually get this sense of like anxious guilt, like, oh, I'm not living up to what he wants mm. me to be. And then that starts to spin out in to other people. So I'm like, if I can't please God, then how can I do this right at work? Or how can I do this right as a mom? So like all my guilt of not making things perfect because I'm a perfectionist. So when I sit and read scripture, I actually get stomach aches because I'm like, I don't, I got it's a good thing because it's telling me like, here's where I got to change in my life. But it also like, I wish I could read it with oomph and be like. Gusto. Yeah. Isn't that Satan though? I know, but that's, that's, so that's why it's like, Satan. that's mm-hmm. why I have to constantly remind myself that I have to stop putting worry as the idol. It's almost like worry mm-hmm. takes over from what I'm trying to get out of. Yeah. Yeah. you know what I want to be doing so yes. hmm. it's really weird it is really I'm weird. in a place not like that with scripture in a different place so of worrying that I'm doing it right as far yeah. as like am I worshiping the right way am I praying yep. the right way like same you want same the you want the Christian thing. person checklist yeah like is there just a Christian, <laughs> like, Christian for dummies or Christian <laughs> one? <101? Is> <laughs> yeah 
But when I, so this morning I told you guys, I'm just filled with like the Holy Spirit and God because I just went back to journaling. And yeah. for me, that's where I experience God. And when I journal, that's where I feel him. And so it's just like, keep journaling, keep yep. journaling, keep doing that. So I think Satan wants us to yeah. like worry how our relationship yeah. looks with God or worry that scripture is telling us <laughs> that we're yeah. doing everything wrong. I know. And I had never been a journaler, but I did this year start the a prayer map journal because mm-hmm. it doesn't make me write it just makes me fill in the boxes <laughs> and it is crazy how once I start writing out what I'm thankful for mm-hmm. who I want to pray for what I want to tell God what I'm worried about it's like all that becomes lifted off and so when I'm not doing that it's just sitting in my brain like a tornado speaking wow. of filling the boxes mm. do you ever put God into a box no. because I feel like they <laughs> did like they were ex- mm-hmm these Israelites were expecting so much of God in different things and he wasn't living up their expectations yeah. that they were putting him in a box. Mm. So do you, do you feel you ever do that? Well, when I was reading something about that, it was almost like I read that God was more mad that these were the people he saved and this was supposed to be his family and they weren't supporting him. It was something about like, they're not treating me as my family and I just saved them from this. He's more looking at it as a relational thing, just like how we want to have a relationship with Jesus. It's like God was just more like, hey, you're my people. You're my family. I brought you out of here and I want you to support me and trust me. And it's just weird that they just couldn't do it. Yeah. And you would think that after all of the different things that he did to get them out of Egypt, like, oh, I made the Egyptians give you their gold and their all their, their stuff. And then I parted the Red Sea. I mean, <laughs> he parted a sea. <laughs> right. Who does that? Like, can you imagine witnessing no. that? But then, however many months down the road, it's like, eh, he's not going to do anything for Yeah, us. I feel like I have better trust in God than the Israelites did, and I never got to witness a parting of the sea. Well, <laughs> but did you see that one movie with Jim Carrey where he parts yeah. the tomato soup? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's cool. pretty good. What I thought was funny is that there's this part in here where it says, For the Lord told Moses to tell the people, You are stubborn and rebellious. And if I go with you and travel with you in this moment, I'm going to destroy you. Like, I'm just so so mad at you. I'm so mad. Have you you ever said that to your kids? Like, not that you're going to destroy them. I will destroy you. I'm so mad at you. I can't talk to you right now. You need to go to your room. Like, I just can't even look at you. And I feel like when you say that God, it was his family. Yeah. He is probably feeling that same way that a mom or a dad feel. Like, you're just, you've disappointed me to the point that I just can't even look at you right now. But yet he still forgives them and he does all the things. Well, and, oh, go ahead. Um, no, even like Aaron. I mean, Aaron was responsible for this. He was swayed, yet God didn't strike him down at this point. You know, he he made him a priest. I mean, he still gave him the priestly garment. Yeah, and all the things. The, what's crazy is he's on this mountain. He's actually getting the Ten Commandments as they're doing all this sin. Comes down. I love this part. Not until I was an adult, until I read scripture, I think I've talked about this before, that the first initial Ten Commandments, he smashed. I just like, just like mad, you know, just like, you know, I'm 
parent gets mad and like smashes a plate you just like come down and you're like what are you doing <laughs> and it's just like that in my children's bible it never told me that he got two sets like it just shows that god will forgive and let's start over yeah. and i just think it's cool that he that it wasn't perfect the first time he came down it was like he came down and he's like whoa and then moses said to aaron what did these people do to you that you led them into such great sin isn't that something we can ask ourselves? Ooh. What let, like, are there certain people or certain things that lead you off the path so that you allows you to start sinning? Is there, you know how, that's why I'm seeing Aaron was so, the people influenced him. They were like, yes. we want a God, we want this, we want that. Then that influenced Aaron to make this choice to like go down a sinful road. Is there something that influences you in your life? I think for me, it's like you said, worrying about what other people think yeah and so then i don't necessarily obey what god is asking me to do because i'm right. so worried about what are people gonna think if i do this mm. or i don't know yeah Just, no i get it when you're so focused on that you can't hear what god's doing right in front of you almost right right you miss the whispers yes you miss what he wants to do or you question yourself or you let other people question you so if you're like i have this really great idea like Bethany is, you know, been working on this food thing, and then you have to send to Honduras like all these meals, but then you almost question it because you allow the influence of others to question like that's too big of a deal. Oh, right. You're not capable of that. I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. I found this quote and it said, "Don't take criticism from people you would never go to to take advice from." So I think for me, just being the oldest member of this group. <laughs> And wisest, of course. Oh, gosh, no. <laughs> Oldest and probably most immature. I've learned re-evaluating what's important to you. I wouldn't say constantly, but going back to the basics and who or what is worth my time and who do I want to do that with? and the people who have common goals with you and can speak into your life and keep you on that path and are willing to say, hey, I know you're struggling with this, but you need to pray about this. Yeah. I mean, Michelle did that for me a couple weeks ago. Just, I know you're struggling with this, but you have to pray for about this. And just, that's how you stay on the path, is surrounding yourself with people who will help to keep you on there, and then in turn, you, you keep them on there, too. Yeah. And I love how you've talked to us about love and truth in your wise right. wisdom truth and love. words, or truth and, love. truth and love. Truth and love is what you call it. Yeah. But just, Michelle, you've done that for all of us, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but I love when you just speak truth but with love. So it's not like, this is what you need to do and blah, blah, blah. But it's like, you know, have you prayed about it? And I think had Aaron actually taken a little bit of time to be like, you know, before we do this golden calf thing, let's pray let's about like it. Pray, or I'm gonna go in my tent and worship a little. You know, maybe if one of the Israelites would have stood up and give, given him some truth and love, they could have avoided this whole scenario yeah. of what happens. Because God gets so angry that after this, three thousand people actually get taken yeah. out. Yeah. It's insane. That's what blew my mind is like he begged for forgiveness to like not hurt his people, but yet it was still like, well, okay, I'm not going to get rid of everybody, but I'm going to get rid of some of them. And then I was just like, that's sad. But you know what? God knows what's in our hearts. Yeah. And I'm sure God looked into their hearts and it's like, 
eh, we're just gonna keep sinning. You know, like if yeah. he know not sinning because we all sin, but like if he knows that there are gonna be people that just continue to drag them down from God and yeah. worship idols and do all these things. But it was interesting because he just gave, gave him the commandment, "Thou shalt not kill," and then it's like, well, yeah. <laughs> but you can kill these people. Yeah. Well, you know, with talking about when they did the Lord, they struck. He struck some of them down. It says hear that and the lord struck the people with a plague because of what they did with the calf and aaron had made now i don't know if i'm remembering this wrong but i could have sworn god said after that last plague in egypt i thought he was going to say he ain't going to do any more plagues i think you're thinking about the ark when he said he's not going to do any more floods i know but i thought he said plagues too at some point no because i feel like covid's a plague in this chapter, though, too, what's so <laughs> funny, inside the tent of meeting, the Lord would speak to Moses face to face as a Amazing. friend speaks. <gasps> what I don't get, though, is about how he's like, don't look at my face. And then he like, remember he cov- when you put him in the rock crevice and then covered him with his hands, so he couldn't see his face. How does he see mm. his face in the tent of the meeting if he doesn't want him to see his face? I'm well, he has that veil over him. Oh, he covers himself with the veil, but not when he no, went in there. That veils were see-through. He didn't. So he he covered he covered his face with the veil because the people were freaked out because his face was glowing. I know. But then he but took the veil God's off face? when he went in the tent. I don't know. I just want to know about like when they were face to face. If it was really his face, or if it was just like a glow bomb. A glow bomb. So do you think that? <laughs> do you think that he was scared for the people to see his? face shining will they be freaked out yeah i mean i think they thought it said that they were i mean how shiny are we talking about right like like neon shiny okay so here's like another. ross's teeth and friends when he <laughs> them shiny. so here's another question oh, for you Moses. Okay. when you are filled with the light of oh, jesus yeah. do you shine light? do you shine light or do you hide your light because you're afraid for other people Ooh, to see it? i wrote that do you shine the light of jesus yes. or god all the things and i think it goes back to worrying what other people think like how often are we worried that we're like shining too much so we yeah. hide behind a veil. Here's something about that. He would. He was the only one that would go and spend time with God. So they were alone, one on one. How often do you spend time alone with God? Are you asking daily? That More than once daily? Yes. Okay. Well, I try to. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. Yeah. So I spend mornings with him. Mm-hmm. Most mornings, except every other Thursday when I have a seven o'clock meeting. I don't get up super early. I'm telling. That's fine. He knows. No, he knows. So I try and do it when I get back. But I've tried to get in the habit. There's this book. What's it called? But it's talking about being in a state of constant prayer. And when you just think about that, it's like, how can somebody pray all day long? Well, it's possible, but it's not a, I'm going to be on my knees praying all day long. It's, you know, with everything I'm going to do today, I'm going to bring God into it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, simple things like if somebody cuts you off driving, instead of swearing at them and blaring on the <laughs> horn, you could be like, you know, Heavenly Father, bless their journey. They are obviously in a hurry or mm-hmm. maybe make them more attentive so they don't get hit. 
I mean, just little yeah. things like that. So you eventually are just in a constant state of conversing oh, with I him. Like when my relationship is at the best with God, it's when I start my day by just saying, God, show me where you need to use me today. And it's so crazy how it's it's those little things. Like I was talking about my kids this weekend about being disciples. And they were like, well, you know, you're a disciple in Honduras with Pink Box Purpose. But I'm like... No, we have an opportunity to be disciples every single day yeah. in every little thing that we do. And I think so many people are worried, like, what is this big purpose? We all have the same purpose, to be disciples of Christ. And I think just starting your day, I like offering your day to him. or Because on the days we don't, and I homeschool the boys, and we have noticed... And the days that we don't start out our homeschool with prayer and we do a little Bible reading together, if we don't, our whole day is just thrown <laughs> Really? Off. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're fighting and I'm crabby. But if we start our day with like, God, please be part of all of our homeschool lessons and help us see you through like our social studies and science and how you created the world. If we start with that prayer, it's mm-hmm. like, it's a whole different day. So Isn't that awesome? Yeah. It truly, and the boys are starting to recognize it. Like, we'll stop and they're like, Mom, we forgot to pray this morning. Like, <laughs> we gotta get on that one. Stop everything you pray. <laughs> yeah, I think it's the little reminders and the little moments because if we don't even have the little reminders that God's like in our presence, in our midst, or working, that you slowly you kind of forget what your purpose is. But when you're constantly reminded God being there and like showing you how to be that light, the Moses light, then yeah, it's just those little reminders when I can just like be like, oh, thanks. Yeah, I didn't even realize, I don't know, when you're thankful or grateful for things, how really it can put you back where you need to be. Yeah, to bring God into every decision too. And I think a lot of people are like, oh, what should I do with my life? Or what path should I take? Or where should I go? And we were reading that one book. Again, it's an Andy Stanley book. Principle of the Path? Yes. Oh, the Principle of the Path. And, but it's like all the little decisions. People forget, like if you invite God in to just all those little decisions, no matter what career path you take or whatever you do, If you are using your influence to, like, help others know who Christ is, no matter what you're doing, you're living your purpose. I get it. And I just Mm -hmm. thought of the name of the book that I was trying. Stumbling. (laughs) Draw the Circle. Bye. Really? I don't know. (laughs) I just gave you the name of the book. I can go look it up. It's a good book. Great choice. To finish out here, the, you know, they just kind of end up setting all the stuff up, the tent and the tabernacle and the ark and all the priestly garments and all the fun stuff. Kind of towards the end, after they get everything settled and everything's built and he gives the right gifts to the right people to build what's needed to be built, then in scripture it just says, and so Moses finished the work. Mm. And they wrote, yay! <laughs> Can you imagine all the all the specifics he gave them and how long that would have taken? Well, and Just, it was up to Moses to get it done. God gave it to Moses, and Moses instructed the people. It was you know him. what's really cool though is they learned all of these traits when they are like jobs when they were slaves in Egypt. Mm-hmm. They knew how to build things yeah. and they knew how to create things and do all this construction and maybe the women like oh. some of them knew how to sew and so they knew how to build the stuff good. because yeah. Because oh. it once had been used for slavery and now God's taking those things to use for his glory. Oh yeah. So. Yep. That's what, That's what it says right here. Exodus begins in gloom and ends in glory. Nice. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs>
the trumpet sound. I think we can end there. Oh man, I should have been ready for that. <laughs> well, that's all we have for today. Thanks for joining us. Join us next week. We're going to be looking at Leviticus chapters 1 through 10, and we're calling it Burning Guilty Sin. This is Pink Box Purpose signing off. Idolatry consists not only in the worship of false gods, but also in the worship of the true God in false ways. Pursue your purpose.